0: One of our yogis left a note for Donna and I today, and it said, today is Mother's Day. And it says, for all of us who give birth to our own awakening, happy Mother's Day. (laughs) This is really an appropriate kind of Mother's Mother's Day blessing for our retreat. Because in that respect, each of us has a mother within, whether you're female or male, in this respect of giving birth to your own awakening. So it's a a good reminder for um, us this special day, this day of remembrance for all mothers, all good mothers, and um, adopted mothers, and all forms forms of mothers <laughs> and those of us who are giving birth even as we speak <laughs> to our own awakening. In some, some ways this may have felt like a fairly uneventful day. Um, sometimes uh, the first day of a retreat, whether you have experience on a retreat or not, when we just strip everything back, you know, all of our, um, everything that we get stimulation from, you know, the usual, ordinary activities that we engage in, you know, our, what I call this morning, our entertainment, hmm, the different kinds of, whether it's sometimes not so pleasurable, I can remember many evenings trying to find something on TV to, uh, try to relax and feel feel restful, but surfing 130 channels of cable TV and finding nothing is pretty discouraging, <laughs> and sometimes the mind can just feel a little bit like, well, there must be something, there must be something, and so you just keep going and keep going, an hour goes by, and it's like trying to find some kind of entertainment, and <laughs> there's nothing, And then it's so discouraging that our world has come to this, (laughs) not only seeing myself sitting there doing that with the remote control, but the fact that this is the reality, that there's nothing good on television. (laughs) And somehow people are trying to find some form of entertainment with that, or maybe the saddest part is maybe they even do. So we try we hear here we just peel it's kind of a today I was kind of sensing this peeling everything back and we're just left with ourselves you know left with our own mind our own body that's what we've got we've got our mind and we've got our body that's about it so when we strip everything back that's what's there and this kind of a day when we're first arriving and we're making this shift, we haven't really fully adjusted here yet. It can just sometimes feel so bare, maybe even a little raw, and we just can get very um tired, a lot of tiredness in the room today, you know very tired and you know maybe bored and somewhat restless and You know, it's just kind of in some way sort of faced with a kind of reality, (laughs) you know, that when we take everything away, this is what we get. You know, our mind, (laughs) our body, (laughs) tired, maybe not feeling so well, you know, just not really having much to distract ourselves with and and depending on the it can be kind of discouraging, it certainly can be discouraging. There are those in the room also who are certainly welcoming this kind of uh, uh, stripping away way or this bareness, you know, and just really being able to at last be with yourself. Some people have also mentioned that, you know, how much you were looking forward to this, having the time and the space and being alone. You know, so, so there can be different kinds of responses. And yet there's still this sense that there's, you know, it's it's pretty ordinary, it's pretty simple. And yet when I was uh, reflecting on how perhaps for many this was an uneventful day, as first days of a retreat can be, the few times that I was able to go outside and take a walk, it's certainly not uneventful out there there's a lot going on. It's (laughs) springtime, and it is alive, and buzzing, and singing, and uh, whoo, you can almost feel the shoots popping through the earth. It's just, uh, there's a lot of vitality out there in the springtime. And the the energy of that, and the, the birth, we really, coming back to the giving birth, giving birth to a kind of awakening giving birth to uh, new life new new life forms and uh, new um, new life in all different kinds of manifestation so you know again it depends where our minds are at you know we might just be in that kind of more dull or tired or bored or I don't want to be here, and why did I come, and I thought this was a good idea, but, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, (laughs) you know, and it can, you know, sometimes it can seem, depending on where we are in ourselves, it's almost like putting on a pair of glasses, and then we see the whole world through that lens, you know, the lens of our own mood, the lens of our own mind state, and we may not even sense, or be aware of all that buzzing and singing and popping and birthing that's going on out there. (laughs) But I have a hunch, given that you're Canadians, (laughs) that you recognized it, that you were in touch with it. I think in some ways I'm surprised I was, (laughs) being more of a city girl and you know, living in the the jumping and popping and buzzing bay area, the San Francisco Bay Area, which is a whole different kind of energy and vitality so so but yet we can you know certainly feel and sense what it's like when we really take that usual way that we engage and uh, entertain and, and get involved in different kinds of activities that can be a kind of distraction. And it's a distraction from ourself, a distraction from what's happening in our own mind, in our own bodies, in our own heart, and our feelings and our sensations and, and when we move at a certain pace and, and we're engaged in a certain way we might lose touch, we might lose contact with ourselves in a way that we actually can when we come here. We can we can turn in, turn in towards our experience and come into contact with ourselves in a way that fe- may feel different. And at first, it can feel a little daunting, and some people have expressed that. It can almost seem a little overwhelming, actually, when we start to get in touch with a lot of our internal material. And so it's really important that we find different ways to support ourselves so that we don't get too overwhelmed. We don't get too lost and... um, caught in the anxiety and the fear of it all. So, very much what we're doing here is we're finding um, internal support. It's one way of talking about it. We're finding uh, access to an internal support. We also have the external support, we talked about that last night, of the, of the community of like-minded people and the teachings and the practices and the environment and the food and the structure, everything, all those kinds of the nature, all kinds of the external support, but all that is pointing to a way for us to find internal support. And one of the, uh, that, that could be one way we speak about our practice of mindfulness. This mindful attention, the practicing, cultivating, uh, getting to know what it means to be mindful. Now mindfulness is also a, a kind of presence. What does it mean to be present, to, to feel present, to be mindful? Because when we're mindful, we are in contact with the present moment experience. We're here. And when we're here, that's where the support is. Because when we're not here, we're going to feel quite shaky. We're going to feel a little lost. We're going to feel so that kind of like there's not, not really a ground under our feet. We're going to feel something, a kind of something that's un, unreliable, untrustworthy. But when we actually come into contact with what's happening here and now, we come into a kind of a unification, an alignment with reality, what's real here and now, seeing, tasting, smelling, touching, feeling, thinking, imaging, all that, what's happening now, and that's where we find the steady ground. And in some ways it doesn't actually matter so much what's happening, even if, say, we're feeling some anxiety or restlessness, if we come into contact with that in a a full way, in a mindful way, we've already found some way to steady ourselves because we're not reacting, we're not resisting, we're not running away, we're not uh, 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 trying to escape, which is then what gives that even more of a shakiness, an unsettledness, a, a, a lostness, a disconnectedness. And so the mindfulness actually is what, what it it collects our attention. It collects the mind and the body to be together here. And uh, sometimes mindfulness is called a, a recollection, a recollecting recollecting, or it's a a remembering, which is interesting too. It's an interesting way of thinking about mindfulness. Remembering, I mean, we can think of it as, oh, I'm remembering to be here. But when you actually break down the word, remembering, it's bringing the members together. (laughs) You know, remembering our, our being. Our mind, our body, our feelings, our senses. So this, re- or, or recalling. I like all these different ways of of of, of, of uh, imagining it. So the recalling back that which is getting dispersed or lost or separated in some way. We recall that, recollect it, remember it, and bring it together here. And then when we're in this place of remembering and recalling and recollecting our ground is much more steady because we're not so dispersed and scattered and our mind is here and there and the anxiety's running all over and our thoughts are going all over and and we're feeling tired and lost and which is called a multiple hindrance attack <laughs> you know all these different hindrances you know we're just getting attacked from all levels of course we're not going to feel very steady of course, we're going to feel some kind of loss, you know, and some kind of like <laughs> something. Some something needs to happen here. I can't really be here for very long because it's it's so uncomfortable. It's so unpleasant. And so, even as we just bring our mindfulness to something that's even unpleasant, like restlessness or tiredness, or or a strong emotion or uh, pain. Already, we've taken one layer of that unpleasantness away because we're more steady. You know, we have there are layers and layers and layers and layers of the, the, the ways that we can split off and fragment and lose ourselves and disconnect and all that, it, and we're 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 starting to explore those different layers so that more and more and more and more we're here. It, it's so remarkable that. I remember in the beginning of my practice, I thought, you know, we were either here or not here. You know, sort of this you're on or you're off, black and white kind of thing. I'm either mindful or I'm not mindful. And now I've discovered that there's mindfulness, then there's mindfulness. (laughs) And then there's real mindfulness. (laughs) And wow, now I'm really here. (laughs) I mean, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger stronger and more expansive and this this quality of presence and sense of connection it just it just it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger it seems like there's many layers and many levels and many dimensions to our mindfulness to our presence to our awareness and it's something that you know it's it, this is what gives us the sense of being able to dive in we we never really get tired once we we get hooked by this practice, you know, whether it's uh, one year or five years or 10 years or 20 years. We just, we just want to go deeper and deeper and deeper. There's something so compelling. There's something that seems so uh, interesting, and, and, and there seems to be so much discovery. It, 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 it does, the small mind, our small thinking mind, can't even imagine what is going on, what this is all about, (laughs) because our small mind can't fabricate the depths of reality, what's real and what's true. And so we are practicing this mindful, this mindful attention, this mindfulness that really is a manifestation of our own consciousness. It's just consciousness. Mindfulness is the same as consciousness, only it's turning the consciousness to different objects of our perception so that we can discover the nature of different aspects of who we are and what this existence is, these thoughts and images and and feelings and sounds and, and, and tastes and. Um, the objects in our environment, and all this is to be discovered like a child. This is sometimes we feel this childlike wonder once we open up to, to existence, to the conditions of existence. This mindfulness, which is consciousness, is there's a quality of light. There's a quality of illumination. Mindfulness illuminates that which we are bringing attention to. It's like shining a flashlight or a light on what we're interested in, and it, it gets illuminated. But it's not that there's something here that illuminates something there. Illumination happens. <laughs> something comes into our consciousness. We're joined. We're, we merge. We, we become unified with the things, the conditions of our experience. So we come into the light. This is where some of these, this language comes from. We come into the light. We come into the illumination, you know, or in enlightenment, this very, very, this word we have to be very careful with, <laughs> this enlightenment. But it's when you, again, break down the word in light, you know, enlightenment. It's enlightening. Something is in light. It's illuminated, but we we get to we think that enlightenment is a, a static location. We get somewhere and then we are there. You know, like how 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 could something as profound as enlightenment be static? You know, be somewhere that we arrive and then that's it. You know, it's more this enlightening, lightening, illuminating, ing this process. Of continu- con- continuation of illumination, and it's more and more and more this unending discovery of life. And this mindfulness is supported by concentration, and the concentration is the one-pointedness, where we 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 take something and we we put our attention on it, and we look at it, we examine it. You know, this, in this case, the breath, we're kind of using the breath as a support. And when we actually are able to bring some concentrated attention to the, to the breathing experience, the whole world opens up about what that breathing experience is. It be, again, we become unified, we become aligned with that experience and this whole opening that happens. <coughs> And this mindfulness and concentration, as it, as it deepens and as it expands, this is what gives this quality of presence. It's a presence. And a presence that starts to become more embodied because the body and the mind are coming together. We're not leaving the body behind. Usually we find ourselves so caught up in our thinking and our thoughts and our, 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 our past stories and our future plans and our hopes and our desires and 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 so much in the mind and when all that happens we can forget that we have a body and yet it really is through the body that the world the real world the natural world comes alive it's the body that has the senses the touch and the smell the eyes that see, and the ears that hear, and the tongue that taste, it's, it's the body. And it's through there that we, we come into contact with life. That is life. What else is life if it's not seeing, tasting, hearing, smelling, and touching? What is life? There is the, after when we have the contact with the sense, the sense impressions, then there is a feeling. But the feeling is just more body (laughs) sensation. (laughs) And then we have different names for that. You know, there's uh, happiness and sadness and excitement and anxiety and openness. But it's all happening through the body. And then we have thoughts about all that. And we have pictures and images about all that. That's the mind. But that's only one-sixth. Of the totality of experience, if we want to break it down like that, you know the five senses and our thoughts about our senses and our sensory experience so so that's really so much of the predicament that we find ourselves in as human beings, particularly in the uh the the west in the um, North America and the Western countries where there's been a lot of emphasis on education and the development of the intellect, the development of the mind. And I think we've really got out of balance a lot. You know, where we're a little bit tilted up into our heads and are thinking through things and analyzing through things and trying to figure out things and not enough in kind of the simplicity of immediate experience that comes through the senses, where life is alive for us. This is what I was referring to when I was talking about going outside just a little bit today and just all that life happening through my eyes and my ears and my skin and uh, smells and, you know, just that which required no thought. I didn't have to think about it at all. I didn't need to make any meaning about it at all. Just walking in it, being it, experiencing it, kind of immersing myself in it, becoming it. I become it. I become that aliveness, that, that vitality, that life, the life force moving through my body, the, out, the, the earth body. Where is the difference? Where is the separation? Where do I stop and the earth begins? Just this feeling of, of life happening. And so through our practice, we want to bring more attention into our body to kind of recalibrate this imbalance where we, we, we so much go up into our heads. And that's really the source of so so much fear as well. We can get caught in so much fear because, because the mind makes up these stories about things. All these stories about the interp- we interpret what's happened in the past, and we have all these imaginings about the future, and we can even make all kinds of um, stories about what's happening in the present. And And it's all that, we just, we lose touch. We lose touch with what's real, with what's actually going on. So we're we're training our minds in a way we're training our minds and, and and when we train our mind we're we we can't exclude the body. You can't train the mind without the connection to the body because that would be it, it, too much separation, cutting kind of compartmentalizing ourselves. Because we are one of a, we are one piece. A mind and a body, the mind-body, there's really no separation. It's another artificial separation where we think we have a mind and a body. But as we start to explore this more deeply, we see that it's one consciousness, one consciousness that knows how to discriminate, is able to discriminate between these experiences of the five senses and our thoughts and images about it. All this is life. This is life happening. So more and more we're just come, we're, we're aligning our attention here in this present moment so we can meet life, we can come in contact with life. Mindfulness has these four characteristics which I've been speaking about and I want uh, to uh, discriminate them. I mean, I've been speaking about this uh, the, the contactfulness. When we're mindful, we're in contact. The first characteristic, this contactfulness, where when we're present there is natural contact with whatever it is that we're experiencing, we're here. It's a kind of a, you might even think of it as a kind of rubbing, a rubbing, a rubbing up with the object of a, of a, of a bird or, or a sound or a feeling in the body. There's a, a kind of no, a rubbing of that, that we come into contact with that thing through our consciousness. And then the second characteristic is this cognizance, this knowing. N- this is natural in the mindfulness itself. We know the object. It has a texture. It has a feel. It has a, sometimes a color or a shape or a, or a density or, or whatever. There's a knowing of it. And we put a label on it, and that label goes into memory, and that's another kind of knowing. So there's a, it, this, is, this is a, the, a natural uh, characteristic of mindfulness. The contactfulness, the cognizance, and then the immediacy. this immediacy, here and now. It's not a few minutes ago. It's not in the future. It's now. We come into contact. We know what's happening. It's immediate. It's here. This is what happens in consciousness when we bring this mindful attention to our experience. And the last characteristic is this characteristic of um, alertness, which has an energy to it, a vitality, so that when we come into contact, we know something immediately, there's a kind of energy in it, a vitality. And the more mindful we are, the more my moments of mindfulness, and as that mindfulness deepens and gets stronger we feel the energy because we're more alive th- because we're in touch with life i mean life is happening and we are that life and that that aliveness starts to come through so we're, we're call cu- this we're cultivating this because there's a lot of things that interfere with our mindfulness and this is a lot of what you discovered today <laughs> You know, these these obstacles, the hindrances to this clear seeing, to this access to our clarity, the access to our 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 awake consciousness. And so as much as we can we keep returning. We notice that we're getting lost or tired or distracted or caught up in difficult mind states or whatever it is. And if we Are listening and practicing the technique then the instruction is very simple instruction to notice it and to return today we've been talking about returning to the breath and yet the breath is the body we can't separate the breath from the body so we might call it we could even call our breathing experience a whole body breathing whole body breathing so we're not just isolating this breath as something that we're trying to find or locate or isolate these but the body we come into contact with the body breathing And sometimes as we do that, we may feel more of a groundedness, a centeredness. We could breathe down, breathe down in the belly, breathe in the chest. We feel ourselves sitting in the chair. We feel our feet on the ground. We feel ourselves walking on the earth. And this brings us back into contact. And all of us know whether you've or newer to the practice, or whether you've been doing this for many, many, many years, this is what we're doing, the same thing again and again. We notice that we're getting kind of dense in some way, kind of caught in some mind states or some worries or fears or resentment. We recognize that. There's attention to that. And then we let go, return, breathe, ground, center this is it, it's it's a kind of even a, kind of a Tai Chi, or a Qigong kind of movement, you know, this, ah, you know, this deep breath, down in the belly, breathing out, releasing, again and again, how many, how many in here do that many times in the day, yeah, many hands, yeah, that's it, isn't it, recognition of some kind of distraction that's pulling us away, noticing it, and then the returning breath down, down into the belly. I mean, really, as you start to practice coming down, even down further into the belly, into the solar plexus, into the pelvis, down into the legs, really feeling some contact if you're standing with the earth, getting that support feeling the ground and then feeling the ground of support right through the pelvis and through the legs not just the the earth itself which is this great support but also our own earth in our body the earth of our bones the earth of our muscles the earth of our of our strengths supporting us because the mind is not our support <laughs> And if we go into the mind looking for some kind of support, answer, you know, so that we can feel more steady, more stable, therefore more easeful, more happy, we're going to lose our way. (laughs) It's not the place to go. So we return into this whole body breathing or whole body standing or maybe even right now just turning your attention whole body listening how how are you listening right now how are you how are you right now hearing listening sometimes we can just listen with our with our mind trying to understand trying to figure it out make sure we hold on and get it and don't lose anything and or you know, that that trying to intellectualize, or is there more of a sense of sitting and breathing and feeling your body here, and the contact with this, the whole body experience, and then the, what happens, the words and the expression of the words, they go in somewhere more than just the mind. There's a possibility that our heart is even touched, or we it goes into our bones, it goes into our muscles, it goes into our cells. You know, it, it it starts a whole different kind of learning, a whole different kind of of transmission. When we sit in a more open and connected and grounded and centered way, of receiving. I think it's another kind of mythology, a sort of a confusion that we can only really understand with our thinking minds. You know, it's one of those those beliefs we've been taught since we were very small that we have to have good thinking minds, you know, good intellects. And it's also one of the um mis un- uh, misfortunes of the in our in our culture that again the children as they're edu- being uh, educated and learning, they they lose connection with the the whole the whole the whole of their being and all the learning all the discovery that can go on when we bring our whole body to the experience so we're talking talking about this balance this alignment this getting a sense of ourselves in a different kind of way being more fully here more present. What does it mean to be present? What does it mean to have a quality of presence? What is this mindfulness that we're practicing here? Because it, sometimes it can, it can seem a little superficial, like we're just sort of no, noticing what's happening. You know, I know that I'm eating, I know that I'm hearing, I know that I'm listening, I know that I'm um, walking, you know, this... But, it, but, but as we bring in the body, and start to ground and feel our, our sensations in the body and feel the body more fully, the, our experience starts to open up. We feel a, 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 more of a quality of presence, not just this mindful attention, but something starts to fill out. We start to fill out. I, I fill out. I, my body starts to fill out, <laughs> and I and I have a sense of hereness. I, I'm here. I'm actually here. I'm I'm walking, and I my body's walking. And I I know I have a sense of consciousness about what I'm doing and what I'm feeling and what I'm sensing and and how I'm being impacted by the experience. And then there doesn't have to be a. a a grasping on to certain kinds of experiences or certain kinds of ideas about what's supposed to be happening, because I'm full. Why would I want anything else? I feel complete in this moment. I feel whole in this moment. Even if part of what's happening is a quality of anxiousness or some fear or doubt or unsteadiness or along with the contact with the air or the sky or the the warmth or the the earth or whatever. It's all part of the totality. But I'm here. I'm here. And I feel that sense of being here. And it feels like there's some substance. There's some texture. There's some fullness to my experience. So we practice with the body bringing our attention and more fully down into the body and these practices are so good for that this breathing coming into contact with the breath breathing in the body walking doing our walking meditation feeling our feet on the ground feeling ourselves walk moving feeling ourselves moving through space that we're here I'm I'm I am a body I'm somebody. <laughs> I I I have a body, I am a body. I'm somebody. Mm. I exist. I exist. But the interesting thing is that existence has a price, doesn't it? I mean, to really be here has a price. <laughs> because sometimes it's not so great to be here. (laughs) And we can really question, you know, well, yeah, great. Yeah, great. This is how you get here. Do I want to get here? (laughs) Do I really want to be here? You know, and this is real for many of us, many people. Because coming here really means we face, our, we face our life. We face what's real. We face what's true. This is why these, this, these teachings and these practices are so radical. You know, it's not superficial. And it's really these teachings, the Buddhist teachings, are not really even about uh, some kind of transcendence, you know, sort of finding your way out, So that you actually don't have to feel your body and your emotions and your feelings and your senses. We can just transcend into the the mystical light, you know, into the great void and everything will just be great and I'll be enlightened, right? (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what it's about, it's not what it's about. And yet we can f- you can see how easy you want, you know, the mind grasps on to having some kind of mystical experience. You know, we think that if I, if I really get here and I really arrive here and my mind and my body are unified and I'm really concentrated and focused, that everything will just begin to dissolve. <laughs> I will dissolve. <laughs> and then I'm going to have some kind of attainment you know, lasting attainment. Um, that might happen, you know, actually that can happen. You can dissolve into the light, but unfortunately you can't function there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cook your meals and you can't walk to the, walk to the, your car, or drive your car and have relationships and go out to work and care for people and, you know, um, it can't really function and be a real human being there. So we have to come back into form, into form again. So we're here again, you know. So since we are going to wind up here again, <laughs> you know, and then just keep winding up here again, may as well get used to being here since this is really where our practice is. This is what we're, what the Buddha is pointing to. And, is uh in the satipatthana sutta the four foundations of mindfulness pointing towards what we are supposed to be mindful of the first foundation is the mindfulness of body mindfulness of breath mindfulness of body the second foundation the mindfulness of our of our feelings the subtleties of uh, of our responses to experience of pleasant unpleasant and in between kinds of Uh, experience. The third foundation, the mindfulness of the mind, knowing the mind is the mind. And the fourth foundation is uh, a mindfulness of actually how we work with the mind and the quality of our experiences, which really is the whole of the Buddha's teachings in the fourth foundation. It's a very complex one. So so we bring our mindfulness to the body, to our feelings, to our mind, and to the whole workings of this body-mind complex so that we can come into greater and greater levels of freedom. And freedom means freedom from all the ways that we get involved with activity that distract us from our presence from simple presence of here and now immediate reality where all of the Dharma can be revealed and known and discovered and dived into as our home, as our home. But it is hard to be with our body because that's where we feel so much that's difficult. Our emotions, our memories, pain, physical pain. And even more subtle levels than that of fear and anxiety, restlessness existential reality where there is all the question about who am I anyhow who am I (laughs) do I want to know who I am you know the very very core of our being where that question lives in us and that unknowing that uncertainty of who we are and the anxiety that arises when we start to touch the more existential aspects of our being. All this lives in, our, in ourselves in our bodies. And so when we talk about being in our body, making contact with our body, and going to deeper levels, of course we're going to meet resistance. Of course we're going to meet ways that we want to disappear or push away or suppress or deny or Distract or entertain is like anything but that. (laughs) Kind of radical, really. When we are very, very present with ourselves, sometimes we'll feel this kind of low grade restlessness. This restlessness. And we can kind of fluff it off like, oh, I should be able to get rid of this or overcome this restlessness. I don't like it. It's unpleasant. But I've, I've often pointed this in, in the teachings here. I, I use this uh, quote from my teacher, Hamid Ali, who describes this restlessness, this particular kind of restlessness at the core of our being as a contraction of the nervous system, he says it is the specific feeling of suffering. It is not just pain or anger or fear. It is an emotional suffering in its purest form. It is it is it is the suffering at the core of all human pains. It's really the suffering of existence, of being of existing. And this kind of, uh, it's called dukkha, or this uh, dukkha the suffering or unsatisfactory nature of existence itself in our body, in our mind, in this condition of being a human being. And, and we can so easily minimize, you know, we so easily minimize the, some of the things that we feel and that we touch within ourselves. And yet they're so deep and so core and so real and so true and really worthy of respect and worthy of sensitivity, worthy of our care. And so we really do need to take such care of ourselves when we really start to strip away, to to let go, to open up to not just go to our old strategies of distraction and entertainment and stimulation. When we really stay present, we we'll start touching these very delicate and very subtle, very pure places within ourselves that haven't been known before. We cover them over. Of course we cover them over because in those places we feel quite vulnerable. We feel quite exposed and open and, and it's just natural we would want to cover them up and protect but we come on into meditation we come on retreat we are opening and we're opening to something very very core we're talking about the nature of our existence itself who am I who am I these are the this is the question we ask when we come to these spiritual teachings Who am I if we're really, really questioning? This is the question that we come to. And so in order to ask, nobody's going to answer the question for you. I mean, anybody who answers the question for you is just going to be a superficial question. I mean, superficial answer. You have to find out yourself. You have to go into that question yourself. And these are some of the things that we meet. So, our practice really is this mindfulness of the body when we when not only at the beginning but also in the middle and also at the end, coming into the breath when we feel different levels of anxiety or restlessness or fear or unsteadiness It's coming into the breathing, this gentle breathing so calming, so holding, just gentle breathing, and yet we don't want to. Uh, narrow the breath. We don't want to make the breath very specific on the sensations of the breath when there's anxiety or there's fear because that runs through the whole body when you really start to feel the fear. And so we want to actually open the awareness. It's more of an open awareness that can be aware of the whole body experience so we don't feel like we're confining ourselves or trying to put ourselves in a particular experience like I've got to get to the breath I just have to get to the breath, and then the anxiety will go away, or the fear will go away. It's like no i i i I want to just see if I can open up so my awareness can touch all aspects of my whole being and hold all of my experience the breathing and the opening, being with paying respect to and in this way we we learn to tolerate our experiences whether our experiences are pleasant and joyful and ecstatic, or our experiences are difficult and, and painful and filled with some anxiety and restlessness. We learn how to breathe and to open and bring awareness and mindfulness and kindness, compassion, how to stay on the earth, stay connected to the earth, stand, feel the earth, sit, breathe. All of this, these are the supports this is the inner support we start to find contact with our own inner support that's there all the time yet we lose contact with it we lose touch with it when we come into this quality of presence we begin to also touch that stillness the inner stillness that happens with this unification when the mind and the body and the senses and everything is arriving here in this moment rather than that kind of scatteredness and the dispersedness and the sense of being unsteady and kind of agitated and restless which is not still at all when we start to bring our awareness together and we're able to hold that and to breathe and to be present We start to feel again, something becomes more steady, more trustworthy, we're more present and in that we begin to touch a kind of stillness, a stillness that is in the opposite of the movement and the agitation. We start to get more calm and more at ease and more tranquil, all that is pointing to kind of inner stillness and it's this when the mind arrives more fully into the experience there's a kind of happiness in that steadiness in that openness in that being here there's a kind of contentment there's a satisfaction that arises and it's that happiness that's born of this concentrated mind or this unified mind that disperses that agitation and that restlessness, and that goes to deeper and deeper and deeper levels. That happiness grows and that satisfaction grows and we feel more ease, more comfort, more rest, more happy. And it's a happiness that we don't want to go anywhere else. I mean, why would we want to go anywhere else? We get really happy, (laughs) really happy where we are. This is the the happiness of the Buddha, the sukha. The sukha of the Buddha. Sukha means happiness as opposed to dukkha, which means unhappy. (laughs) So our intention is just to arrive here. We're arriving, arriving instead of departing (laughs) at the moment. We're in the arrivals terminal. (laughs) So we'll be in the arrivals terminal for a while together. So let's sit for a moment. Thank you for listening.